Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. And welcome back again. I'm happy to say that I am probably the most back to my old self today as I've been in many, many weeks. So it's kind of fun to get back here and feel healthy and not be trying not to cough or um, pause so I can catch my breath. It's all it's all pretty nice. Uh, not a lot going on. Uh, for those of us here in the States, this is the week of Thanksgiving. And hopefully uh, everyone's going to follow the recommendations and stay home, do some virtual celebrations and enjoy a solitary Thanksgiving this year. Uh, here in Wisconsin, we are expected to have a relatively decent day as far as weather goes. So we're going to pack the dogs up and go out for a hike and um, enjoy being outside before it gets too nasty. Although I hear we've got some snow coming in in the next couple of days. So that that I'm not looking forward to ever, really. But um, So I thought today we would talk about a fun little movie that I've really enjoyed. I've watched it a couple of times now, and um, it's available on Netflix at the moment. It's called Enola Holmes, and this is a book based on a series. It's a movie based on a book series by Nancy Springer, and hopefully, based on how this movie ended, I'm, I'm thinking that Perhaps we'll see a couple more of these, depending on how everything goes and, and how well-received this movie has been. But most reviews that I've seen on this movie were positive, and uh, even Roger Ebert gave it a three, I think it was a three-star review on, on this movie. And it's quite charming. It's fun for the whole family. So it's not something that you're going to run into language if, if you've got kids, but they might not be able to follow some of the clues and things if, uh, if they're too young. So um, the, the show is essentially about the teenage sister of Sherlock Holmes, and we all know who he is, but we find ourselves plunked in Victorian England, which is a lot of fun. All of the characters in this movie, for a lot of us who have seen them in, in various other shows, get to hear some of their natural accents, which I also really enjoy. I love a good movie with an accent, so that always gets thumbs up from me. Uh, throughout the movie, we have a lot of flashbacks to different interactions between mother and daughter here, uh, which I think plays really well to both of these characters, and it just flows it flows really good. So this movie is loaded, and I mean loaded, with actors that we all know and love from some pretty major franchises. Um, so we've got characters from Harry Potter or uh, actors from Harry Potter. We have Fiona Shaw, um, who played uh, Harry's aunt. We have Helena Bonham Carter and uh, Frances Delator. Uh, she was Madame Maxime. It took me a while to figure that one out. Uh, but we also have from the Superman franchise, um, Superman himself, Henry, uh, Cav I don't know how to say his last name, actually, Seville, Cavill. Um, and then we've got 
from the Hunger Games, we have Sam Caflin. And of course, our main character is from Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown. This movie was originally scheduled for a theatrical release, but thanks to the pandemic that's going on, it was sold to Netflix instead for them to release as a streaming. And I think it it actually works out in their favor because I think you're going to get more people that are at home, especially now with the holidays coming up. You've got kids out of school. What a great movie to throw on, something that you don't have to monitor what they're watching. Uh, so the main gist of this movie is we have a single mother who is quite eccentric. Um, she does everything from playing tennis and learning archery, all within the house, of course. She does some stargazing, plays chess. There's a little bit of jujitsu. So for any of you parents struggling with how to handle the current situation of schooling and what to do for school, you might pick up some tips here. Although playing tennis inside the house probably isn't the best idea. Um, so we find Enola Holmes, who is our main character. She starts off with, uh, it's her 16th birthday, and her mother is gone. She's disappeared. So her brothers have been summoned, and her brothers are Mycroft and Sherlock. And I must say that Sam Kathleen with the curly mustache playing just a complete jerk is Mycroft. And right from the beginning, you just get this, he's hoity-toity, um, you know, who are you to tell this young woman how she should be living and how their mother should have raised her. But we have to remember it's Victorian England and the man rules and apparently their father died. And so everything was passed to the oldest son, which is Mycroft. And so he was allowing his mother to live there to raise Enola. Um, and he would send her money and essentially help her survive. So Mycroft and Sherlock uh, come into town and they make all of these assumptions based on what they're seeing. They pull up to the house and why hasn't been why hasn't it been taken care of for the last 16 years? Where's all these people that she supposedly hired, the governess, the tutors, the uh, gardeners, all these things because they can see money was not used for that. And Sherlock goes right into Sherlock mode and he's deducing based on what he's seeing in different rooms. And Mycroft decides that they need to send Enola off to a finishing school. And this is where Fiona Shaw comes in uh, riding in this car. Um, the best way I can describe it is a motorized uh, horse-drawn carriage type of thing. It's a very interesting steering. I don't even, I've never seen anything like it. It's quite interesting, but it's a very early, early car. And um, so she comes up all dressed in her period costume and uh, just playing the part of this headmistress of this school, this finishing school. And you can just tell she's, she's not a nice woman and they're not going to get along. And no matter how much Enola pleads with her brother, uh, she pleads with Sherlock. He says he's sorry, but uh, Mycroft is in charge, so they're going to send her away. And the night before she has to go off to finishing school, she starts going through all these different things that her mom had said 
or done. And she starts putting these little clues together. Look under the chrysanthemums. Um, and she starts going for physical chrysanthemums and then she realizes it's a painting and she kind of starts piecing up these clues and she finds an envelope filled with money and a saying that our future is up to us. So my guess is, is that mom knew what was going to happen when she disappeared. So she wanted her daughter to be able to get away. I don't know if she actually wanted her to find her in the future, but um, she at least wanted to make sure she was okay. And in one of the best parts is um, Enola then dresses up as a boy, heads over to the train station. Um, she knows her brothers are going to be coming after her and looking for her. And in her compartment, this this bag that's sitting up on the shelf starts wiggling and, you know, out pops a boy in a bag. And, you know, lo and behold, he is also on the run from his family. So then we have uh, uh, Vice Count Tewksbury, the Marquis of Basilweather. Uh, that was a complete mouthful. I don't know how they came up with that one, but for those of us that aren't up on our British nobles, this is just below an earl but above a baron. Still doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because I don't know who's who uh, in that system, but uh, they're discovered by a man in a brown bowler hat, and Enola just can't help herself. She knows she needs to help this boy, and so then we, they start pairing up together. Uh, they ditch the train, and they go off to London, um, and then they part ways at that point. Enola does see some posters of this boy, and she hears um, some stories about something going on with this missing Tewksbury. And, you know, then it, it jumps over to the brothers, and they're drinking, and um, and talking, and Sherlock is reading a newspaper, and he sees an article about two boys jumping off a train, and he knows that it's Enola, but he keeps that little detail to himself, and so he's he's working the case kind of on the sly, um, and it's hard to say if, if he's rooting for her or helping his brother find her. It's, it's really hard to say at that point. Um, but Enola starts going to these different places. So she had memorized an address and she followed it to find this little tea shop. And up above is a secret jujitsu uh, studio. And uh, we find out that her mother has been hiding all of, essentially all of her, who she is and the work that she's doing. And we get uh, flashbacks of her meeting different women and um, that they're in some kind of a secret society of, of sorts. So Enola continues following these clues and we're seeing vote for women posters and lots of powder kegs. There are a lot of women's suffrage signs and essentially we learn that her mom is part of the radical suffragettes. And there's a great scene here where Enola is, is, is kind of putting all these pieces together to figure out who her mom is. There's a big vote happening. And um, Tewksbury is the one that can be the deciding vote. So it's very important that he is safe. And um, so Enola happens to run into the guy with the brown bowler hat who tries to drown her. And there is a great 
um, fight scene in between the two. And because of her own training by her mother, who studied jujitsu, she gives this guy a run for his money. Um, So the montage here is is really good. I love this fight scene. It feels really fluid and natural. Um, And she eventually escapes and um and off she goes there's also another really good um part where she's when she's in london and she's still dressed as a boy and she decides she has to she has to look the part so she has to change who who she is and what she looks like and she goes into a store and says you know i want this dress and the corset and the whole nine yards and the lady's like i'm not selling that to you because you're a boy and um, eventually, for enough money, she sells it to her and, and realizes, oh, wow, okay, so we're, we're on to something here. Um, but also you sense that it was the money. So um, you kind of tuck that in the back of your head because then Enola decides to rent a room from someone that this shop owner knows. And um, it ends up being a, a poor decision because there's money involved and, and people were looking out for themselves, of course. Um, so Enola starts uh, tracking down Tewksbury because she wants to help him. She knows he's in danger. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's uh, political, but that's not what's driving her. She just knows she needs to protect this boy. He needs her help. Um and so she goes to his family's home and she meets the grandmother um, while she's investigating clues and trying to fi- figure out where Tewksbury would have gone. And uh, the grandmother starts talking about what it means to preserve the old ways that are important to England. And um, she asks her some questions about what kind of a thinker Enola is and, you know, essentially is she trying to get the vote with these women or is she trying to not allow the vote uh, because that's what's best for England. And um, eventually Enola is able to track down Tewksbury, uh, but they are both found. And because she had uh, rented from a friend of that shop owner, who essentially gave her up for money because the brothers were looking for her. Um, she sacrifices herself to let Tewksbury out the window. And she knows that if they catch him, his life is in danger. But for her, it's just the life she doesn't want. So um, she is carted off to that finishing school. And, um, you know, essentially her brother just wants her to finish, become this polished proper woman so she can get married and just do as she's told. Don't have an opinion, don't have a voice, just do as you're told. Um, Sherlock at one point does visit Enola and he commends her detective work. Um, And, you know, she gets a few more clues from him, but not enough for him to help her. He doesn't help her escape or to leave uh, this finishing school. He just, you know, there's nothing he can do. This is his brother's decision. Um, And through their conversation, she figures out how important uh, Tewksbury's vote is in the upcoming, uh, it's like a few days away. And he would have supported this reform bill like his father would have. And his father has, has died. So now 
it's important that he is able to vote. And if he decides to vote like his father, the reform bill will pass, the women would be allowed to vote. And for some, that's a very threatening thing. That's a, that's a really big thing. Um, so there's a, uh, there's a scene where um, Tewksbury decides to return the favor and rescue her. So she gets this delivery, and it's him, and he puts her in this chest, and he's trying to get her, trying to get her out the door, and they're almost caught, but they eventually escape on that uh, motorized carriage, and um, so she decides that they're going to bring him home because his grandmother seemed nice, she seemed like she cared, and so the best thing to do is to go home. So they come to this big sprawling estate and the guy with the bowler hat shows up again. And uh, the one thing I must say is at least for this part when he shoots at them, the shots are accurate. You know, so many times in a movie or a TV show, they're, you know, they're firing off dozens and dozens of rounds and maybe they reload, maybe they don't. Um, but he fired two shots. You can hear the casings clink on the ground and he actually has to unload and, and reload his his shotgun so that part at least they get a thumbs up for uh, for being realistic and there's a there's another fight um and eventually enola kills the guy with the bowler hat and we think all is finally well they're safe the bad guy is dead and then grandma comes in and we learned that it was his grandmother the whole time that had hired the guy with the bowler hat. Um, and she actually then comes in and essentially says, you know, if, if you want to do something, you have to do it yourself. If you want to do it right, you've got to do it yourself. And she shoots him. Um, and the, the great part is, is that during some of this fighting, um, he had protected himself, essentially created a, a bulletproof vest. And um, so then we learn that he's okay, so he's not dead. Um, and uh, that sort of wraps up the story um, because now he's okay. He's going to be able to go and um, go to the House of Lords to make his vote and there's a, a nice little scene there where Sherlock Holmes is going to Scotland Yard to go talk to some of the investigators there. And um, we learn that Enola had actually beat him there. And uh, so Sherlock has a little bit of a smirk on his face. You know, it, it's like he's got some competition with his sister. She's smart. She's, uh, she's very, um, her deductive reasoning is very strong. So, uh, you know, I think he enjoys that. I think he likes that. He's he's got somebody else in his family that that is just as smart as he is. And they have uh, they go back to the the House of Lords, and and we get to see. I don't know. Are they inducted, invited, welcomed? I'm not sure exactly how the House of Lords work, uh, but he's going in to vote, and you know, you can tell that they're smitten with one another. The other thing that I like is it's a, it's a, a girl has a crush on a boy. 
Um, and you could tell he likes her back, but it's not, okay, let's, let's partner and pair them up together. This doesn't mean just because they like one another that they're going to be married in the next episode or something. Um, so I like that there's just a little bit of a teasing. Uh, they don't throw a relationship at us. It's just really cute. Reminds me of young love. Ah, how fun. Um, so Enola's happy. She goes home and she finds that she has a visitor and it's her mother. And this is a great scene because it's, it, it really wraps up the movie and her mother says that she didn't leave her because she didn't love her. She left her because she wanted to make the future better. And that sometimes you have to make some noise. Um, but the great thing is, is that she realized that, the, that her daughter saved the reform bill and just what a woman she has become. So where her mom was ready to use a very different set of tools by, um, you know, physical, uh, potentially dangerous weapons and powder kegs and things like that, her daughter used her brain and has a very different future because she's able to think through a problem and, and figure out how to solve it without having to become violent. And it's a, it's a great use of using your brain versus using, you know, some other physical means. And it ends just sort of that way. Her mom tells her how she can always get a hold of her, the way she can reach her in the paper. So that way um, her mom will always look there in case she needs her. So um, Nola is able to live in London and continue on with her life. And it's a great little, you know, women's lib um, moment where the girl gets the fun story and it's not always about the boy. And so, you know, of course, that's a that's a plus in my book. Uh, it not that long of a movie. It's just really cute. Uh I think Millie Bobby Brown does a good job of having some comic quips. She's mature. For anybody that's watched Stranger Things and we remember the first time we saw Eleven in the woods in the rain and, you know, she looks up with a shaved head. My, how far she has come. And uh, Millie Bobby Brown really is a good actress. And I think this is just another showcase. And I look forward to... If they continue on with these movies, I, I think they're a lot of fun. I hope they continue on with them. I would definitely watch another one. So, uh, you know, here, like I said, we're on Thanksgiving week. There's a couple of things coming out this week that I'm also um, really excited about. And probably since we're going to be in the in the holiday season, that is that is going to be the focus for the next couple of, of podcasts, I think, uh, we will get to a point where we're just going to talk about some of my favorite holiday-ish movies. So on Wednesday here in the States, and I think it's Thursday in Canada, uh, Happiest Season is going to premiere on Hulu, and that's with Kristen Stewart and, um, uh, oh shoot, what's her name? Kristen Stewart and Maggie Davis, Mackenzie Davis. She was in Terminator, the newest one. Uh, 
really good. I, I like both of them. So I'm interested to see. It has a, a family stone type of vibe to me. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Tomorrow or Tuesday is um, Ready Player Two. So I am diving right into that first thing. I'm very excited. And uh, I'm thinking next time we're going to talk about Happiest Season. But stay tuned for some of my favorite Christmassy. I don't have a Thanksgiving favorite, so I'm going to focus on the Christmas ones. And I think we can all use a little positive, happy vibes right now. And that's all that we have for our episode today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out. And head on over to Instagram and say hello and make sure to give us a like. Have a good day and be well.